to African Teapot Podcast. My name is Exi and I'm your host. Journey with me through Africa's vast variety of culture, heritage, and discuss issues most African families face, both home and abroad. Make sure you add this podcast to your frequent podcast rotations and don't forget to share and follow this podcast. for tuning in for another episode on African Teapot. Today's episode is titled Dear Father. And before I get behind the story of, you know, this whole episode, I have someone special with me. You want to go ahead and say hello? Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in. And my name is Winnie and I'm from Kenya. I've known Edna for 10 years now. Yes, guys. It's that long. Yes, that long. it's been so a long time. I am Kenyan by association, actually. And I'm Cameroonian by association, too. Exactly. So as to tie with our last topic, African tree, we are sisters. Yes. So when I say she's my sister, now I guess everyone listening is African. So we understand when we say we are sisters. But before we get into anything, just want to reach out and for our listeners on the other side of the pond you know back home back in africa wherever country you're coming from the atmosphere in africa now is you know protesting from one country to the other about this and that against their governments and you know people dying and things like that so we just want to reach out to them we right we're talking about it actually It's, it's, it's about time africa you know has some change yes and we just want to thank those who are brave enough to go out there and protest on our behalf, say our story, and lend their voices. And we also want to reach out to the families that have lost loved ones in the course of, you know, fighting and standing up for their rights. Yes, may their soul rest in peace. Amen. And with that being said, guys, so Winnie does have a little proverb that ties with our topic for today. Yes, guys. So our proverb for today is work the clay while it is still wet. Nice. Y'all get that? Yep. I think Work so. the clay while it is still wet. And it really ties with our topic. And our topic today is all the way from Zimbabwe. We have a listener that wanted to share her story because we are all about sharing personal experiences here so that it shouldn't be, we don't want to work with made up stuff, right? No. And we, we don't. And it's a journey for all of us. So nobody knows it all. We don't want to come like we already know everything. But this listener is all the way from Zimbabwe. She is here in the United States anyways, but she's from Z- originally from Zimbabwe. And she decided to share her story to inspire conversation and, you know, just to inspire change as well because she thinks this has to change, right? Yes. And so us being about bringing and sharing our culture, Winnie and I thought maybe let's have a little background to Zimbabwe. Yes. So Zimbabwe is located in Southern Africa, and is bordered by Botswana, Zambia, and Mozambique. The capital is Harare. Thank you. <laughs> and it has an estimated population as of 2018 to be 14.5 million. And English is the official language that they use for like conduct business, commerce, and things like that. Yes, and just to add some stuff, uh, they have like 16 other languages. And I'm just going to do a little shout out to all our Zimbabwean listeners. I'm going to say hi to y'all. Sawoner. 
Saubona. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Okay, thank you. See, we're all learning. Like we said, it's a process for all of us. But at this point, I think we'll just go ahead and jump into our story. So I'm going to go ahead and read the letter that Rita um, emailed to us and so that so that we can all follow the narration and be on the same page. Here it goes. Hello listeners, just like you guys, I am a follower of African Teapot. I love the issues that we discuss as a family. With this in mind, I have decided to share my story so as to raise awareness and also get feedback from my African Teapot family. My name is Rita and I am from Zimbabwe, but currently a resident in the United States. I am from a family of six kids, a mom and dad. That is two girls and four brothers. From young, I remember my mom and her sisters being my aunt, always being around. My mom was always around to support all her kids to get an education and be responsible. My dad did provide financially sometimes, but I cannot remember him being there to speak to us or encourage us as young adults. He was always complaining or correcting my siblings and I for one thing or the other. There were always quarrels and fights between him and my mom. My mom was always somehow responsible for the mistakes we made as kids. I remember my mom being called out by his family for undermining my dad's influence on his children. He never supported my traveling to the United States as well. Today, he blames my mom for turning us against him and painting him out to be a bad guy. He expects money from me to support his political career and help his brothers, being my uncles, in times of trouble. These uncles have gone as far as to call me to complain and accuse my mom of brainwashing us. This is a man who acted as though he was never wrong. I have tried to establish a relationship as much as I can, but it's still not enough. I respect him as my dad, but he can just not compare to my mom. Am I selfish or a bad child to my dad? Okay, Winnie, and okay, guys. I'm exhausted just from reading it. Exhausted from processing because it's a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it. Winnie, what's your opinion? Let me just ask I you. I see three things here, three problems, like uh, kind of like something that's going on just from listening to what you just said. Mm-hmm. So I see biasness, mm-hmm. then I see ego, and then I see like some nonchalant attitude, especially with African men. And I'm not coming for all, I'm not saying all African parents are terrible, yeah. you know, but just listening to her story is like the dad expects certain things to be done. Right. You know, but it's like if you want your kids to teach you like a father or like as daddy or whatever, mm-hmm. or papa. papa or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, she calls him. It's like you have to work as a team with now the mother. With the mother, like yes, I know the same old oh, gender roles and certain things, but I'm like when it comes to raising children, I don't care. Parents they can, need to be they in can, one Yes, court. and what we are saying is we are not re- taking out that there needs to be some responsibility. Yes. On okay, on there each is parent. there is something too. 
I, I, I want to say, and I'm going to say it here on record. Fathers, you are the first male role model for your daughters. daughters. And mothers, you are the first role model for your sons Mm -hmm. in terms of being women. You are the first woman he's going to have a relationship and you are the first man your daughter is going to have a relationship with. If we have that in the back of our minds, I think we'll behave better Mm -hmm. as parents. Yes. I think so. And that ties into the proverb that we're talking about. Exactly. You are the potter. And I still feel like this dad is still the potter in this story. He can still, he still has time to change Change. because you can, because he's, daughter being Rita and with her other siblings the fact that they are looking for a solution means they all want it to be fine Fine. so I think to me I also saw here that there's communication and I would advise Rita that she needs to sit down and have that conversation she needs they need to have a naked conversation that's the word I'll use she needs to have a naked conversation with her dad and then have it with her mom They'll probably and have that. a mediator, somebody who's a, who has a neutral ground, like not bringing the uncles and all that stuff. No, definitely not the uncles exactly. that call her to, to blackmail like, her exactly. emotionally. Like, not those uncles. Yes. But I still feel like, because when the, when she spoke to me, I think she can. She she's mm-hmm. capable of doing it on her own. I think right. so okay. because she has all the brothers are older, okay. and she says they talk about it. So. If there is something, some biasness against females, the older brothers can go in there and they have like a, like I said, a naked conversation with the dad. And this, they have the dad has to be called to the point that he understands that he has a responsibility to make the relationship different. And it's because, not an attack. Yes. You know he can be like, oh, y'all are attacking me. Oh, so you guys now went and spoke with your mom and you guys came here to attack me. Right. You know, because, you know, some I know, this, the ego. The, the ego, ego is there. Exactly. But nevertheless, the only way it can get better is that they have to talk, talk. about it. Yeah, they have to sit down So and talk. in That's African true. terms, I know pastors sometimes step in can in this be, situation. Exactly. Uh, elder family members, not immediate, but in our culture, you have that person like that, extended, they, that yeah. they see like an overall father. Yes. In all the families or things like that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody that your dad respects. Right. There's somebody that he probably respects Thanks, or listens yes. to mm-hmm. or holds that person in high regards. Mm-hmm. Maybe that person can step in and mediate, like like Winnie said. But I'm just saying she too is capable. She She sounds capable and she sounds like she just feels like maybe her mom's marriage with the dad is not working because they, the kids, are closer to their mom than the dad. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So there are different moving parts to the story and that are still unfolding. And then one other thing I wanted to say, which also ties to our earlier episode, is extended family members, which are already speak. These uncles. Right. Because you can see, I'm sorry, somebody will say sexism and I will not blame that person mm-hmm. because my sister, think of this. The men on the father's side, plus her dad, are accusing her mom for not doing enough. But did you realize in her letter, she said she remembers her mom and her mom's sisters. That's being her aunts, being there for them. Helping. And then the, oh, yeah. And then Coming the, to a foreign world where you don't know anybody. Exactly. Like, and then the only time she mentions her uncles is when they are ganging up with the dad to beat on the, the mom. When I mean beat, not physically. She didn't talk about physical abuse. But kind of like beat on the mom emotionally. Like you are the one causing these kids to misbehave. To this way and stuff. And you know, sometimes in Africa, I think, and another thing too, Edna, XC, mm-hmm. 
what I. It's fine. I'm both. <laughs> so I am both. It's like I feel like sometimes with our culture, sometimes if you are outspoken, sometimes it's it's looked like oh she's being disrespectful or probably right now the uncles yes. will be like oh now she went uh, on a foreign she went to a foreign country. now she feels like now she can talk to us and now she wants to say you right. know she has certain things mm-hmm. but i'm like i think it's time that they need to have the conversation that's what i'm saying communication, communication here is the only way exactly and somebody has to be if they the mom they're interesting in salvaging their parents marriage mm-hmm. and salvaging theirs there has to be healing and healing can come if you're not mm-hmm. discussing it if you're not talking about it you have to talk about it and then the healing process can start because you say rita has younger siblings right she has younger ones yeah but her two brothers are older exactly mm-hmm. so you see like it's a pattern can you imagine it started from rita and it's just going down oh yeah like, they have four brothers and two mm-hmm. sisters and i'm like look at it what is doing look exactly. at the pattern it just it's like a generational kind of thing it just keeps it's going, going, and, going and going and going and going and guess what when this child grows up then you're saying why is this child rebellious oh why why is this child <laughs> no. this way and then usually they'll be like your mom you your know, mom never raised uh, you, you know well. let's exactly. say mom's name is Beatrice they'll be like Beatrice take care of your son take, exactly. we, we Africans know this too well mm-hmm. we know this too well like if it's good things it's the dad side oh yeah the dad's take praise take, take, take yeah yes and but then when it's bad things the mother is not that's doing the enough. mom's job and oh, you didn't do this if well. you tie with our topic even african family tree and you tie with this one you realize in that women have women are being placed to that's why we call them super women our shout out to our mothers you know it's they are responsible for each and every relationship they try to make that the relationship between father and children work, work. the relationship between them and their husbands work mm-hmm. the relationship with the uh, in-laws work the relationships with is like they need to be in good terms it is up, like it's up to them to in do it in addition to that make the home a home can you imagine how that kudos to mothers really yes. and then most of the dads don't realize sitting and asking someone to do something is different from showing somebody how to. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, hey, when you go fishing, make sure you bring a big mm-hmm. fish. If I've got one, two times and I can't bring it, get yourself up, go to the stream with me or ocean or wherever I'm fishing and teach me how to fish. That is why you're my dad. Exactly. But we don't take initiative. They don't take initiative. They spend the time beating down on someone emotionally because the only time she's talking about her dad is he was always complaining they so were always at fault he was never contented and when she spoke to me you could hear that from her voice it's like he's it's almost like he was never happy in the marriage like he was never happy with the family they were never enough and then i it's weird because suddenly you she's know, enough for him to ask money to follow his political ambitions. You know, do you see how of, selfish that curios- is? Out of cu- curiosity, uh-huh. honestly, I'm like, do you feel like maybe the father probably when he was growing up, he didn't have like a father figure maybe? That is what we are saying. There do is that lack coming that... down. And guys, when we are talking about this, we we choose to specify on Africa mm-hmm. because we are trying to change our story and we are trying to start one step at a time. Right. But this narrative is across the world because even here in the states we need how many single mothers. Mothers are there. You see we can this this topic is endless. But we choose to talk about Africa because in Africa not enough most of the time is being said. Not enough most of the time is being done. 
sometimes people don't know the ignorance sometimes too is a problem it's a problem yes. because if you have a father who is ignorantly doing what he thinks father should do because that's what he saw mm-hmm. and then information has to come in there to let him know that what he's doing is not right because maybe the father is guilting these children emotionally but for the benefit of a doubt maybe he doesn't know how to make it any better right that could be something else right or maybe he knows and it's just the ego won't let him do stuff right mm-hmm. but as human beings and as a child i'm speaking from that perspective that longing of wanting to have relationship and be in good terms with both parents i see why she wants the family to heal and i see why she's giving that benefit of a doubt yeah, that there's half a shot another to thing okay. too for for reader which i mm-hmm. i kind of understand where she's coming from it's like this is like it's like a wound you know if you don't treat the wound guess what it's just going to keep spreading and spreading and also spreading yeah. and spreading and it's like i know she is trying to not let her family you know like separate or be mm-hmm. like a broken home mm-hmm. but sometimes i feel like it is time to sometimes it's good to speak up because True. i and sometimes it's also from good to personal let go. experience i know you got to let go and sometimes i'm telling you you got to ask that man upstairs where were you believing like god i don't want to have this anger and hatred Mm-hmm. you know and the trauma because you have to she has to space. heal exactly yeah, she has to she heal. has to heal mm-hmm. and i'm like it's about time someone needs to talk to the dad and be like okay the way you're treating your children that's not the right way and all this like oh hey you know like a dictator kind of thing like okay you don't do this to me you don't get this like uh-uh. yeah yeah if okay let's say this okay fine he wants he needs help for you and know he's with demanding these political it. things you're <laughs> demanding there's a way he can ask ask yeah without kind of coming out like okay and and there's a way you can ask without making way the, or child, the highway yeah not making know? the child feel like not giving you means i'm supporting i'm mom. supporting mom no i can support both of you differently differently exactly right just like you guys and again this is another thing too when you when you were talking about we moms and dads can come together yes to raise children while playing different roles because that's another thing because the next thing is going to be are you saying when mom does laundry on monday i should do laundry on tuesday no that's no. ridiculous that's not what we're saying if mom is good at doing the laundry and that is good at I'm doing cooking. homework or cooking is teamwork okay. but don't say that must do laundry when you know he can't, he do, can't laundry. do laundry you understand what mm-hmm. i'm saying so if the mother is is good at say doing the laundry mm-hmm. dropping the kids off at school picking them up and you the dad you're good at bringing mm-hmm. in the money maybe mm-hmm. you're good at you understand what i'm saying at yeah. different things giving advice or what but for me personally i think giving advice to kids and getting to know your kids is both ways both ways yes i think it's both ways and it helps you in the long run when these kids grow and they're having issues even in their marital homes mm-hmm. you know how to speak to rita you know how to speak and to brandon and everybody knows their child they know i know this exactly child but this. most times african parents do not They, they their own kids have issues or they have But issues they with know. their kids they don't know how to fix it they no. have to look for somebody oh, else sometimes they be like hey go talk to your mom and i'm like that's your wife that's what your what wife. do you what do you mean i should i'm not saying i can't intercede but sometimes you see the men running away from conflict i'm like you cannot even solve the conflict within your own family because mm-hmm. you don't know the members of your family yes. because you thought you, the mother 
was everything. And sometimes in African homes, you see if an unfortunate incident happens, mm-hmm. like a mother passing on, right. the kids are stranded because mm-hmm. Papa doesn't know John, doesn't know Peter, doesn't know Rose. Mm-hmm. So when Rose is mad at John, Daddy doesn't know how to to mediate between both kids because he's lost. So it's your the responsibility of every relationship with your family members fall on you, both dad and mom. Right. Mom I is not responsible. 100%. Yes, mom is it's not responsible teamwork. for how your kids treat you. You are responsible for how those kids treat you. Mom is a partner, and you are also a partner. She will do the best she can, and you do the best. She can't do a hundred percent. Please, please. Mo- and, our mothers and need a break. Perfect. And nobody is perfect. Yes, our you, mothers you need a break. Hold their pot, mm-hmm. whatever into one, to, but it takes right. two. You know, our mothers need a break, and that's you need to step, step up, up more. Mm-hmm. The way you guys were raised, the way the whole male and female thing was going on, is totally you, you wrong. You guys need to break this generational thing. Yes. Of like it's a we need woman's to stop that duty cycle. to do this, and it's a man's duty to do this. No, right. It's a team effort. Exactly. And um, we have some questions that came up when we posted um, this on social media. So we're just going to go ahead and quickly look at the questions so that it can... It's going to help Rita, right? Because she's looking for yes. a solution. So we're just going to go ahead and get into that. Okay, guys. So we are just going to get into some of the questions that were raised when this topic was um when i put this topic out on social media so the first question we need is why are mothers often close to kids than fathers in the african setting and this might i know this might come out weird or biased but i feel like kids always go to a safer ground Kids, kids, you, you know, know kids, like kids are so warm to honest. They, exactly. Kids are very honest. So if they feel like you're kind of like, eh, they're not going to come to you. But if mm-hmm. they feel like mommy's always, I'm sick, mommy, I have a tummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right. know, boom, mommy has a medicine. Mommy fixes everything. Mommy's the fixer. Because you see. kids. But dad will be like, hey, I'm watching news. Go, go to your mom. You see. <laughs> that is so, t- like, that's. I know you're laughing. No, but that's the no. truth. The, right? The accent. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's all the time. Oh my God. Your interpretation of an, an African, typical African dad. There okay. You got <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry. Excuse me. But <laughs> I also think that um, I agree with you, mm-hmm. by the way. And I think, guys, in simple terms, what winning, my dear sister is trying to tell us all the way from Kenya is mothers spend time being the potter. Yes. They spend time molding these kids yes. the best they can with the little they've got. Mm-hmm. We know the culture and the society we come from. We don't have much to go by. But mothers do the best. When Rita spoke to me, her mom would she she was a vendor she would do the most she like it it's similar to that it's similar to that story on african tree Mm -hmm. i swear guys it's almost and when you speak to her you get it Mm -hmm. sweet girl nice down to earth working real hard out here to make things better for her family and you see here how supportive her mother has been and continues to be question two (laughs) meaning Why most African parents regard kids questioning as rude, even in their adult life? 
I just feel like our culture sometimes doesn't take being outspoken as a good thing sometimes because mm-hmm. it's like when these kids grow older and they've done like let's say they've gone past university and they're looking for jobs mm-hmm. you know they're forgetting that this besides just nurturing and taking the child to school and mm-hmm. getting education you also have to let them be who they are you see they have you to cannot just room. cave yes yeah. you cannot cage these children like, oh you can't say something you see or you can't you do something you have to expose them to think okay hey sometime later in your adulthood you might face this but guess what this is how you go go with it this like, is how you deal with it there is a difference between giving somebody uh, uh, values yes versus wanting somebody to be a specific, a specific thing yeah. that you want them mm-hmm. to be sometimes african parents go as far as choosing careers yes and things they like that you want like need, need to be yes they go as far as choosing wives mm-hmm. and husbands mm-hmm. and things like that which is typically you sometimes you have people who don't who are adults but they, they haven't figured out who they are oh, yeah, and that's some, coming from our yeah, culture somebody tells you like oh my dad is living through me Oh yeah, I've heard what? that before yes. too. Yeah, like, yeah. oh, he's a doctor. He wants me. He wants me to be a doctor. But I'm like, I, I don't feel like I don't want to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. But then you're like, okay, I'm scared to say this because he will think I'm rude. But look at that. Look at what you're doing to this child. You're caging them. And African parents sometimes, I think they don't realize when kids outgrow, outgrow certain, things. certain things. Exactly. Like something that I did when I was 14. I, I may, I may not want to do it when now I'm 20. that I'm 20. Right. I may not want to do it when I'm 30. Mm-hmm. Or you are 30 and they talk to you like you're 11. 11, exactly. Still, I get it. I will always be your child. I know that feeling where yes. you're still your baby. See, I'm, I'm older now. Yes. And I'm, I'm st- my mom still calls me my baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but there is a difference when your baby, your baby is growing in her babyhood yes. or, in, or in his babyhood. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're trying to say. And then the third question that came up too was, should kids advise parents? And if so, when? That's a very interesting topic because with African culture and African that's It's a tricky, it's that's a tricky, a tricky thing. thing. Lucky and blessed are you if you're coming from a progressive. Because sometimes... Progressive home I know in some, Africa. I know some of y'all will relate with this. The moment you just open your mouth, the slap <laughs> that you will receive... Hey, and for our non-African <laughs> listeners, we don't mean beating. beating. It's, no. just, it's just like it's a... It's just like a metaphor. Also, like, yeah. yeah. Or, or sometimes a little knock or no. a pinch yes. on the arm. They will be like, <laughs> did you just say that? Sometimes it's just the look. Yes. You get oh, a stare. Oh, yes. I think they y'all know this. And you know, like, I am out, like, no, I'm not, not even late. right. Exactly. But I feel like sometimes parents, sometimes they may have like a, let me, I'm going to say like a hindsight or a blind spot sometimes. Mm-hmm. And if let's say I'm an older kid and I'm seeing that, like, okay, maybe my mom did this mistake with me. And I'm like, now nah, I have younger siblings. Like now with, especially with this new generation and social technology, media, yeah. social media, up until now, sometimes the mom is like, okay, hey, your sister is doing this. Can you talk to her? Because exactly. she knows I can relate to the you struggle, see, to that, the struggle child, that, yeah. that that child is facing. So she's right. like, okay, talk to your sister. You see, there, she's not like, oh, okay, you know, I'm not going to talk to, I cannot get advice from Winnie because Winnie is, is, you know, she's my daughter or she's younger than me, you know, so I don't want to listen to her opinion. But guess what? Like we said, that pot. Mold Again, it. you got to mold it. Mm-hmm. You got to mold some, it. Some pots, when you're molding, you may need a little bit of water, more water than the other pot or cup yes. you molded. You can't have kids and you think one way of behaving is going to work with 
all, all of, of those them. kids. Yeah. That's impossible. And you think all of those kids are going to be exactly like exactly you. Like That's you. ridiculous. Yeah. That can't work. And then another, uh, and then the question was when. When we say adult, I feel that once a child can earn a living, once a child is 18 in Africa can earn a living, that, that child can um, relate to some of the struggles that are going on in the family. They are feeling it. Because if I am feeling something, I should be able to tell her that, hey, mom, you're stepping on my toes and it hurts. It hurts exactly. Your shoe is on my toe and it hurts mm-hmm. because I'm feeling the hurt. Right. It's unfair when I'm feeling it and you tell me I can't speak. Yeah, I don't say anything. You see, that is not different from That's us oppression. protesting against exactly. the government. There is no difference That's with that. Right exactly. There. And then question number four is, why is it difficult to tell parents they are wrong? <laughs> Because they are all knowing exactly. in African setting. Yes. And I'm going to say this. And to it's parents. like if you're younger too, they feel like your opinion doesn't matter, which sometimes oh, yeah. hurts. Like you're invisible. Yeah, you're invisible. That yeah. hurts. When you speak, you're just being yelled, yelled at. Yelled at. And that's a terrible thing as a kid. If hmm. That's like poking the bear. <laughs> you I don't see that conversation coming up pleasant. No. In any way you look at it, in an African no. setting, even if you come with a like a good tone, like you know, trying to make your mom's favorite meal, and you're going like, "Hey, daddy, you know, um, no, I'm sorry." Like they'll say, Mm-mm. <laughs> "It's it's it's not going to go well." Yeah, it's not gonna so go I well. think it's something that if you want to do as a child or as a kid, you need to accept that you will be faulted. You need to accept that they are going to rebel. They are your mm-hmm. parents, but they will rebel against you mm-hmm. if you're speaking. They will not like it. Right. We we need to just accept it. When you just like Rita, you're gonna go. You're gonna face resistance mm-hmm. before you can before you oh, can no. ever yeah. Like they say, Rome was not built on a day. Exactly. So it's going. It's a process. It's a process. It's and take, guys, we are trying to break this cycle, right? Yes. Anyway, that's so bring awareness it's it's a this. cycle that has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. So we can't just break it overnight too. Mm-hmm. And also, just to add on that, I think also women too need to stop, um, what's the word, like this behavior of sitting like, okay, I'm the mother, I'm going to deal with the child. Like they need to stop making this They need African to speak up a little more. You know, yeah, speak up, speak up your mind. Like don't be afraid. That's what we're saying. And it, again, we said that respect is different from fear. Sometimes African parents think that when a child is scared of you, that's a good thing. No. If you have your child and that child is seeking Can advice from somewhere else, yes. Googling answers from somewhere else when That's, you're right you know. there, there is a problem. That means you don't have communication with your own kids and that means you don't know you're mm-hmm. unaware right. of your own children. And the uh, uh, last question that came up is why mothers deal with backlash from family and husbands when kids are wrong? It's, it's the same thing you just said. I say, no. It's acceptance. We've accepted it to be normal. But it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not okay. It's not. It's not okay. And it's the same children you're protecting tend to be affected by it. Mm-hmm. Those children are not happy. No. They are no. I, I don't care who you are. Your mom and your dad fighting sucks. And especially in front of the kids. It's terrible. I don't care who wants to tell me. I don't care if you're a psychologist, you're a pastor. I don't care who you are. It's not a good feeling. You feel like just the earth, you just feel like running away. Like you're in between. You're trying to. And the worst one is when they are trying to make you. It's almost like you need to choose a side. That's mm-hmm. unfair. Because I didn't ask to be here. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't. I don't know why I'm dealing with your stuff. You, you understand? You start feeling things like that, which is not right. So for the final question, which was posed by Rose. Uh, sorry. Oh my gosh, Rita. I'm sorry. 
Am I selfish? That's the question she asks. I don't think no, she is. No, you are not. If for anything you've been selfless for a very, very long time, you've been supported for supportive rather for a very, very and long I'll time. And I should also say she's brave to actually bring this to up. To actually bring this up because do you know how many families are going like, through this? Are going through this and they're not saying anything. They're not. And so many marriages are breaking because of this. Because of this, exactly. Because extended family members come in there to bully someone. To exactly. be, and usually it's the lady. Mm-hmm. They always come to bully the mom. Mm-hmm. Guys, like we said, her, her letter, we had to split it in two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the rest of the letter, we'll complete it for the next episode. But hopefully we learned something. Hopefully we got something out of this. And hopefully we helped. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know the help will continue because people will keep... I, I know. I know how we are here. After every episode that airs, I see it. We, everybody has something to say. Most people at least have mm-hmm. something to say. So like we said, the show is attached now with um, a voice messaging system. So you can always leave your contributions there. Yes. We love those your Yes, please. We can always... We can use it. The email is there. The DMs are there. Direct comments are there. Anybody who has done any of this knows we are on it on time. We have so many people here in the background and behind the scenes. So we are on it. We're going to get back to you. And um, just to round things up, I want to do like a quick thank you to those of you who are supporting the show. We are growing. Believe it, guys. We've been not what? A month into this. <laughs> this is our fifth episode. Yay! And I know. A little clap for myself okay. there and for every other person Go supporting. XC. Yes. And thank you so much for your financial contributions and any other kind of contributions, guys. I always appreciate it. I always say that. Um, I know some people were saying, well, what if we want to support you like one time? Because I think on the website it says you need to subscribe or mm-hmm. something. So please reach out to me some of you have so if that's the confusion you're having reach out to me i'll let you know anyways you know Mm -hmm. but thank you so much it's going we're growing we need equip like there's so much we need to grow this fam Mm -hmm. this fam right here right right? this Mm -hmm. african teapot we need more tea leaves Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever but at this juncture we need we are going to sign out and we're going to say goodbye and thank you guys for having me thank you and Winnie. thank you for having me too miss exy of course dear sister in african sense <laughs> all right guys see you guys for the next episode thank you for listening and hope you join me for the next episode you can always reach us via email at africanteapot at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at, at African underscore teapot.